0: Today, I was reflecting why am I doing this all? And honestly, I don't know because of the joy, the pleasures of being interconnected. Feeling one, and then again feeling separated, waiting for the big, big, big insight which ends it all. Nice idea, nice and painful. inside dialogue is advertised I don't know if this is a skillful word but described as a way a type I think of inside meditation Vipassana pause <coughs> may maybe nothing else or specifically mindfulness sati four foundations everything relax is I will hear comments later from the senior <laughs> teachers I'm sure is nothing else or primarily Samata, calming down, Samadhi. <laughs> <laughs> All these things you know already, no problem. But why do we come? Again and again, back to retreat situations, multiple offenders, retreat addicts and so on. <laughs> Why not just you know take your insights and practice them continuously? This is where for me open comes in in any situation. We know it's in the teaching. Satipatthana, internal, external, both. But how often do we fail? Do I fail? I could name you numerous situations today where I failed to maintain my practice. Or maybe not, because I discovered, ah, sankaras again, ah, idea of ego, clinging. Wanting things to be otherwise. Anyhow, this guideline open is tremendously powerful. Bringing this mindfulness and calmness into the world, meeting the world, contact. Sati is contact. (coughs) Samadhi is contact. And open specifically is the contact with the illusion of the world the real world the real thing where it touches really pleasantly or really painfully or neither painful nor pleasant whatever the touch is like the experience of the contact, the world, pleasure, pain, gain, loss, praise, blame eight, ten, twenty, eighty-four thousand worldly wins. Doesn't matter. It's going to change. When I first heard these words emergence, trust, emergence, not being a native English speaker, I thought about emergency. Get out here. (laughs) And this is often how inside dialogue is experienced, threatening the heart. The intimacy of being with another The powerful mirror sitting opposite you. Even if I close my eyes, she stares at me. Sitting in the glass house, even with closed eyes. Thank you. This is why we are here, right? Maybe that's one of the answers to my question. (laughs) So now, many people stare. So we are preparing our life, our practice, this retreat to cover all the guidelines. To prepare to practice more deeply. <coughs> Listen deeply, speak the truth. Listen deeply is specifically powerful in silence because we can be often much more refined in listening deeply to the silence, to the noise. To the wholesome, to the unwholesome. To the habits, to the experience of the freedom from the habits. Or asavas, the inflows or outflows. Or the kilesas, or just to put in a few Buddhist terms. And today, I don't know how overwhelmed or how receptive you were for this afternoon's practice you know being in that listening role <clears throat> receiving the body language emotions of the speaker <laughs> When we speak, are we really in touch with what's happening in the body? Simple truths like, have you ever realized we breathe out when we speak? Because it is very, because it is very difficult (laughs) to speak when you breathe (laughs) in. When do we normally pay attention to voice? I don't know, is there an English saying, verschlägt uns die Sprache? It's a German saying, like when it makes you stop speaking. You're stunned. Hmm? You're stunned. That's correct. You're stunned. Stunned. Ah, thank you. I'm stunned. (laughs) (laughs) When we are stunned, often what might follow is speaking the truth. There's different reasons for being stunned, I assume. I was deeply touched when Greg yesterday shared his story of this son being with his dying father. You know, the signal, the squeezing hand, signal coming back, squeezing hand, signal coming back, squeezing hand, signal not coming back. Very powerful story, very powerful experience brought up a lot of sankaras for me, being with my dying father a bit more than two months ago, being with two other people around that same time, who passed away by now. And it's such a powerful situation when you are speaking to somebody who is not replying, especially in this situation being on his or her deathbed I do hope that when we are in a fixed role of speaker and listener you are not on your desk cushion sitting (laughs) physically but the situation is similar the person listening deeply is such a powerful mirror of your speech. You are such a powerful vessel of receiving. And you can really observe the reactivity, the interpretations, the judgments, the not being in touch with the contact or just the contact, but with your reactions to the contact. A strange look. the mind gets going contact is seconds ago maybe we catch ourselves sooner or later the more pause relax open the more knowing the impermanence the quicker i let go of this The more often I do have a chance to practice or share the practice, especially these guidelines, listening deeply, speaking the truth, the more it seems I realize how little I do know in practice and knowledge about these things. How little I do know such vast dimensions of listening and speaking. How much do I really know when I speak what's happening? The tension. What is the impulse to speak? I'm asked to give a talk tonight, so do I have to do it? Maybe the most powerful talk is to be silent. Following this wise saying, the one who speaks a lot does not know, the one who knows does not speak. So, why did the Buddha speak? What is our motivation of communicating? Right speech is not just right speech. It includes right listening, this right or skillful, wholesome act of communication. The offering and receiving, the active, and how passive is actually listening. Somebody mentioned today the observation, I would say the insight, how deeply we can be in touch, how we influence each other the way we speak the way we listen your attentive listening is tremendously helpful of speaking the truth for the speaker the Buddha it is said was not affected at all with his mindfulness and clarity if people listen didn't listen some listen some didn't listen never mind no dependency for a Buddha or possibly for an Arahant, I don't know. For me this is hard to imagine, to be honest. Because I'm so much affected what you do right now. And we all are so much affected because we are so sensitive. little babies are so sensitive if they are not TLC'd they literally die and they communicate powerfully Ah! (laughs) or this I don't know how to describe a baby's smile Mothers know, and I do know a little bit. (coughs) These vocal cords are very sensitive if you make strange sounds (laughs) with wrong muscle tension. (coughs) You have to excuse yourself to be polite. So, little babies know a lot from experience about communication, speaking the truth, communicating very clearly. This is what I want well being, desire, gratification, and this is what I don't want. The problem is, mothers or fathers or other related beings to these creatures are not always so skillful in listening deeply, thus I'm told. And it gets more complicated, more complex as these little babies grow older. So do mom and dad and the other related creatures grow older and more conditioned in habits, in interpreting little smiles, grim faces, and all the rest of it. Interpreting contacts, experiences, not beginner's mind. When I made sometimes effort in the monastery to practice inside dialogue with good friends, So difficult. I remember my best friend. He just smiles and I have a whole story going on. What this smile means. And I was completely off and wrong. He was genuinely practicing. And I was genuinely dwelling in history. stuck So this is a gift of practicing with a partner we don't know. The chances for interpretations are less. And tomorrow you get a real opportunity to practice in a very precious way, to really look deeper into this. Guidelines, listening deeply and speaking. And I hope that the practice today, this afternoon, right now, the practice is facilitating deep practice. So, little babies, teenagers, adults, old people often communicate because out of need or greed don't look at me so unfriendly please as a response (coughs) to my discomfort of this contact smile more at me (laughs) Heat my comfort with pleasant contacts. Be a source for my love. Metta, karuna, mudita. At times, upeka. For my friendliness, kindness, compassion, or your compassion. Please give me your compassion. <coughs> then, I offer you in return as a good deal my mudita my sympathetic joy and the even-mindedness if you occasionally make mistakes cause unpleasant contacts for my life I can bear with that, forgive you but the balance has to be right on my terms right? right? So, a lot of speech, as we know, comes definitely from thinking, even if we are not often aware of it. Without chetana, without intention, without thinking, there's no speaking. And when people say, No, that's not true, I just, you know, I speak before I think, look deeper. Or a good way is slow down. Oh, shut up. <laughs> before you speak again. Why do we think? If there is well-being, sukha, chitto, happy heart, happy mind, if there is pity, rapture, Calmness of body and mind, contentment. Is there a need to think? Is there a need to speak? Do you know that experience in inside dialogue? When mindfulness is really strong, the mind is really calm, happy, that inclination, no need to speak. I just want to... just be there. Maybe indulge a little bit a little bit longer just a little bit longer it's a beautiful song and then the bell anicca pause let go So when the mind is really calm, is there a need to think? When the mind is really happy? The Buddha is very clear in his description on deep states of samadhi, jhana and the states beyond jhana, the ayatanas, the sometimes they are called formless jhanas, with and without let's call it mental activity, is more gross than without mental activity. However, you I don't want to go into a discussion of... Uh, I know it's clear from experience when the mind is active, that has a certain flavor, and when the mind is still... Without being active, that has a certain flavor. (coughs) And we know in our range of experience what that is like. So simple things like don't look so grim at me, pass me the salt. It's a very obvious response to external unpleasant experiences, to dukkha, I want comfort. It gets a bit more complex maybe in inside dialogue <coughs> when we are invited to speak obviously the truth in the moment, when we are invited to discern what has the power to be spoken, yes, the guidelines by the Buddha should be true it should be spoken with affection with kindness with loving kindness and at the right time a lot of these factors are supported strongly through the external artificiality of this practice but still you have to decide what to speak what words, and this is one aspect of the refinement of speaking the truth. Do the words really match what you mean, what you want to say? Discernment, clarity of mind, precision, possibly reflecting deeply, going to the root, yoni somanasikara, wisely reflecting as a condition for the arising of wisdom, of knowledge the other factor is the voice of the other. Here comes listening deeply. Speaking the truth is subjective. Changing. What might be true for you in this moment might be not true for me. But I can listen deeply and understand Ah connect being a kind listener receptive, being present, showing up with mindfulness, remembering to come back. Oh judgment, thought, idea, story. Coming back, pause, relax, open, reconnect. Being again. In touch with the flow of trust emergence. Again and again and again. Sati. Remembering. Pause. Relax. Listening deeply. Powerful practice. Powerful generosity. Powerful gift to receive. A person who intentionally cultivates speaking the truth, who intentionally cultivates wholesome actions, and I guess your intention of coming here, practicing here, is to find the truth, to be liberated. Noble truth. Find how to deal with dukkha, that what is hard to bear. Because sometimes it's so painful, so unpleasant. And when it's so pleasant, it passes. Once upon a time, when you gave me what I wanted, and now, not any longer, Dukkha and the end of Dukkha, the purpose of practice, the purpose of life. Speaking where Dukkha is touching us in whatever form, pleasant experiences, unpleasant experiences, neither nor, whatever contact, contact is painful. It hits. and the Buddha likens and I'm not quite sure if I mix things up here like the lep- leper scratching bringing comfort to his or her life by scratching or an open wound flies gadgets oh no 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 gadgets sorry flies is good enough insects crawling and creeping things making contact with your wound pleasure for the insects how is your generosity contact is painful difficult to see when it's soft and gentle, tender. Life is painful. I was once, not just once, but I just share one incident where I was severely criticized (laughs) when I quoted the Buddha, that he likened any kind of existence to, I used a different word, but I'm more refined tonight (laughs) like feces any kind of existence is like the experience or taste of feces compared to what not experiencing dukkha birth old age sickness death again and again and again not being born No aging, no dying, no suffering. This is not an invitation to suicide, obviously. Even so, sometimes this hunger for not existing is so strong that we actually consider this idea or momentarily we practice like that escape, emergency, get out get drunk, stoned distract ourselves in one-night stands in TV shows in computer games or who knows what so listening deeply to our needs to the need of the speaker is a very powerful practice And all these guidelines, really, pause, bring the mind back, relax the full receptivity, acceptance, kindness. This is nothing else but kindness, calmness. Samadhi, my samadhi. Supports you so tremendously in speaking, in finding, in searching the truth. Then my availability with the open, my offering to be in relationship fully with the pleasant, with the painful, with the neither nor, and my willingness to face this not knowing. Not sure, unstable, frightening, beautifying. Trust emergence, anicca, being in touch with this instability of each contact with the instability of our relationship. Not sure if it's going to last. Another moment, another night, another week, months here, life. So we have the foundation with these guidelines and I just touched upon a few points and I do hope that in the practice tomorrow and the days beyond we explore deeper how to speak the truth how to listen simples.